0: Everyone, and Welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, I am one of your homeroom teachers, Andrew Nimsgren, alongside James Graham and Dylan Beale, but you guys may know them as their hero names, Fanfic and Apothecary. How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing great, advert. I'm doing great, advert.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I tried, I didn't want to say mine, but I know you guys wouldn't let me get away without saying yours, because it, is, it just feels weird. I'm not going to lie.
2: You got to run with it, dude. That's how you make it a thing. You got to just, you gotta keep saying it, and then people just,
1: you, you, you got to fake it till you make it.
0: I'm still dealing with you two on the show, aren't I? So that's <laughs> running with it as far as I'm going to go.
1: Wow. Yeah. wow. You got to embrace it. It's all about the gimmicks. You have to get a gimmick, yeah, and you dudes, run with it. It's
2: not very big business of you.
0: <laughs> okay, no. Don't, no, we're going to skip through this talking part. We're not going to do too many big openings because we don't have any housekeeping or anything coming up, except the fact we're getting closer and closer to season four coming out. So only two more recaps. Um, and then we will be doing the mu- the movie. And I think we have one other episode in there that we're going to kind of look forward to season four in there. Um, we are looking at maybe watching uh, the movie as kind of a community in the Discord and all that. Haven't decided officially on that, but we will be doing updates on that. But that's really all we have for kind of announcements for this week.
1: But with the new season coming up pretty soon, um, we're going to shift gears kind of into our normal mode. Um, so while we're doing that, make sure you go on and you five-star review Um, this on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to because it really helps us and it's going to make great momentum going into um, season four yeah if you have
2: any suggestions for us maybe a better hero name for andrew um, let us know or maybe other segments you think would be fun to do amongst the three of us Uh, you can do this at tweeting us on twitter at popped underscore off or emailing us at contact at popped off.com
0: awesome but with that let's move right into this week's recap which is going to be the first 12 episodes of season three, which was originally aired in April 7, 2018. We're finally getting closer and closer when it actually came out. And this was around the time when I really got into the show. Um, but this was a 25 episode season. And um, the first 12 episodes is kind of the training camp arc and then moving into, I don't even know what the second arc is kind of called, like the Bakugo rescue arc, whatever we kind of want to call it. Do you guys have a better name for it? I think
2: it's good. Good enough. I think rescue I think if you just call it rescue arc, I think that'd be okay.
0: Yeah. So that's kinda how we'll be breaking it up. We'll be going through training camp, going back and talking through the episodes and the other points we have, and then of course moving into the second arc, going through the season, recap and then talking about that before crowning, plus ultra and the other segments that we have and all that kind of stuff. But let's jump right into the first episode, which is gonna be episode thirty nine of the series, which was Game Start. Um, Not too much to talk about it. Pretty much all the students go to the pool for the day, and it's just a recap episode. When you look back on the two seasons we just talked about over the last couple of weeks, or you've just watched, so I'm not going to spend too much talking about this. Of course, there were some devious plans by Monetta, and um, ta- um, come on, help me out here.
2: Kaminari. 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 Kaminari, there you, there you go. It. Like yeah, I yeah. said, it's going
0: gonna, it's gonna to be a rough episode for me, guys. But some uh, planning there. But really, it just ended up being a recap episode. They do a couple of pool races. And right before we see kind of the finals, which is a lot of the main um, male heroes um, race to see who's going to be the best use of Um They come in. Their day's canceled. And that's kind of the end of the episode there. Um, moving into episode 40, um, Wild Wild Pussycats It's going to be finally going on to the Force Lodge training camp. Um, both Class 1A and Class B. Um, load the buses. An hour later there, um, the bus stops for what they thought was going to be a restroom break, but actually they find out that they have to go all the way through the forest to get to their train camp, which is still miles and miles away. Um, this is where they're introduced as uh, to the professional hero team, the Pussycats, um, while, and a young boy called Coda, which we learn more about, is an orphan who is cared for by the heroes because they are good friends with um, his parents that did pass away. Um, They must uh, reach a training camp at the base of the mountain by midday, or they will not get lunch. Um, Despite um, their best efforts, Class 1A's progress is really inhibited by Earthbeasts, which is controlled by one of the pro heroes, and the students end up missing their deadline by many hours. Um, However, when they all get back, they still end up getting um, dinner instead, and then they all go to the hot springs for a bath. Mendetta again tries to do whatever Mendetta does best, Um, defended by Coda, and is kind of knocked down. And um, this is where Koda is saved by uh, Midoriya from falling off the top because he's kind of standing between the two hot springs. And we kind of start to get the aspect that Koda really doesn't like heroes of any level. Um, Yeah, this is also where we learn about uh, Koda's backstory about his pro heroes who died in the line of duty a couple years ago. And since then he's kind of turned his back on heroes, villains, anyone with quirks, um, despite having one of his own, he just doesn't really believe it and thinks all heroes are unworthy. Um, episode 41, just titled Coda, um, which is when we see Class 1A and Class B continuing the tr- uh, training, while we also get cutbacks of the villains preparing for the attack. We start kind of seeing the team coming together, start seeing that this is coming sooner than later. They know what's going on. Um, Midoriya does go again to Coda and tries to convince him that not all heroes are bad by telling his friend's story but ultimately it really doesn't make any difference. And right at the end of the episode as they are doing a training exercise in the woods, which is pretty much using your quirks to scare members of the other class. I don't really see how it was a training exercise much, but um, during that time, the um, villains attack the students while doing that training exercise. And we kind of get an introduction to a couple of them. These next couple episodes are kind of all one big story so we'll kind of go through this best and once we go back and talk through it we'll get a little bit more into the actual villains. I'm just again trying to do the big uh, topics here. Um, episode 42 is going to be just titled My Hero. While the villains continue their attack um, Muscular finds Koda and tries to kill him up in Coda's secret hiding spot that uh, Midoriya had found him at once before. And once the villains do attack uh, Deku instantly goes to try and find Coda because he's obviously now with everyone else. Um, Deku steps in and stops Muscular right as he's about to kill Kota. Um, and throughout that fight, he's just getting beat because Muscular, as you can guess, has a muscle-expanding quirk, which is very hard for um, Deku to get through. And ultimately, right as he's about to be defeated, he uses a 1,000,000% Delaware-Detroit smash. I would like you to say that three times in a row and not screw that up. But um, to save Coda. and ultimately, kind of at the end, when seeing how selflessness... Um, Deku is. He kind of ends up ending the episode calling him my hero. Obviously kind of coming around and seeing that not all heroes are bad and kind of making that um, turnaround. But uh, Deku was seriously, seriously injured, pushing his body to probably the worst we've ever seen. Because I think his arm was already broke twice before he did that ultimate smash. So he is probably in one of the worst states we've seen him up to date. Um, in episode three, uh, 43 of Drive It Home, Iron Fist. Um, So after defeating Muscular, Midoriya carries uh, Kota back to camp and runs into Aizawa, who has been kind of protecting the students that were doing, like, the late-night lessons. Um, Midoriya passes Kota over to him as he has a message delivered to everyone um, with Mandalay's uh, telepathy, which is pretty much that you're allowed to use your powers because we learned last season that you're not able to use your powers, but obviously as this is in a life-or-death situation, Aizawa said that he would take any um, kind of bounce back from that in this situation. Um... Also, in the fight with Muscular, Deku learns that they're after uh, Bakugo. And there wasn't no main reason why, but that was also part of the lesson um, delivered by Mandalay to all the students to kind of go and protect Bakugo, because that was clearly one of their main um, villain's targets. Um, Tetsu Tetsu and Kendo find them in this. Find the source of a poisonous gas that has been going through the woods, and end up fighting Mustard in a fight that goes on for a bit. Both of them kind of struggle for a little bit until ultimately working together to defeat Mustard, and the gas is appearing. Um, midoriya runs into sh- uh, Shoji while searching for Bakugo and learns that Tokoyami, who we know about his quirk Dark Shadow, um, out of the fear and kind of using it at night to defend from the other villains, kind of overtook him because we did learn that. Uh, Um, Dark Shadow became much more aggressive and much stronger at night, so obviously he's unable to control it and is attacking anything that moves. Episode 44, Roaring Upheaval. Um, Mezzer asks... Um, Shoji, I'm sorry, I don't know why I had that name in there. Asks for Midoriya's help in uh, saving Tokiyami from his own quirk, um, and also that kind of put him in a situation where he had to choose between saving Tokiyami or Bakugo. Ultimately, he comes up with a plan which will lead Dark Shadow to Bakugo, and ends up just using Dark Shadow to absolutely um, destroy the villain um, that um, Bakugo and Todoroki were fighting, and then ultimately use um, Bakugo's power to um, bring down Dark Shadow to a controllable level. Um, during that same time, we see Uraraka and Sue run into a villain called uh, Toga, which is kind of really freaky, going after everyone's blood. We don't learn too much about her quirk because she actually doesn't get much blood here, but we learn more about that later on in the season, but they end up scaring her away as they run into the other students um, that are fighting the villains in the forest. Um, Ultimately, as they are kind of protecting each other, Bakugo and Tokoyami are both kidnapped by the villain, Mr. Compress, who, as you can guess by his name, were able to compress both of them into these little tiny balls. Kind of gives off a weird magician vibe. Not a huge fan of him, but um, ultimately they end up chasing after him. Um, nomu chases um, a couple of students from uh, 1 from 1B and then Yaku-rozu. Um But right as they're about to be pretty much killed, uh, the Nomu is called back by Dabi as they have captured Bakugo. But Yoruza puts a tracking device onto the Nomu, which is going to allow them to track him later on in the season. Amadori and others continue to chase Mr. Compress, but aren't able to keep up with them. They pretty much come with a plan to use um, Su and Ura- Araka to throw Todoroki, Sh- Shoji, and um, Deku through the air to capture them, and all three of them end up landing right on top of Mr. Compressed at the end of the episode, um, where all the other villains are all there together. Episode 45 begins... Um, With Todoroki, uh, Midoriya, and Shoji all catching up with Mr. Compress, of course, and um, trying to rescue Bakugo and uh, Todoroki, not Todoroki, Tokoyami from the little compresses. They get back one of them, but from some sleight of hand trick, because again, he has this weird magician vibe. The real ones are actually hidden under his tongue. So they only end up getting back one, and Bakugo was still there, and Midoriya uses the last of his energy to try to jump into the portal to try and save him, but he ultimately disappears right before he can get him. Uh, a couple days later, UA faces serious backlash um, from pretty much everyone because they failed to protect their students, and one of them was captured, especially since it was Bakugo who already showed signs of potentially being a villain based on his expressions. Midoriya wakes up in the hospital dead two days after the attack. Almost all of Class A comes to visit him. Um, Kirishima and Todoroki reveal that they are planning to go and try and rescue um, Bakugo because they do um, have the tracking um, beacon from Yoko, uh, Yo-Yo Rosa. So that's kind of going to be the whole training camp um, thing. I mean, I just recap 12 action-packed episodes in about 12 minutes there. That's probably one of the quicker ones. So I really want to take a step back and slow down because I cruise through those to kind of talk about it. Because there's a lot of really cool things here. A lot of really cool fights were introduced to so many villains. I didn't even mention the recap there. So let's go back, skip episode we'll, one. Well,
1: no. I think before we do that, we need to address something very important. Um, as the host of the show who goes through the recaps, um, I believe that you should take a neutral stance and not take unfair attacks against my boy, Mr. Compress, who is very sick and very cool, actually. <laughs> and you also didn't recognize that my favorite character's
2: first name is actually Mezo, or I guess last name, given, yeah, Shoji is his last name. No, when...
0: I'm not trying to bounce back and forth the names. Unbelievable, I know, dude. I don't... Because I don't even recognize first names sometimes. It took me a second for it to realize I was Shoji, so I'm not going to switch back and forth the names outside of Deku um, and Midoriya because those are obviously the most easiest to remember. So don't give me that, Dylan. I don't
1: care. <laughs> we we so. will we'll put a pin in this until we get to to that part in in the there we in, go. In, in all of it. But he is sick, so chill. All
0: right, so let's bounce all the way back. I don't think we need to talk about the pull episode much unless either one of you have something to specifically say about a recap episode.
2: Dude, our boys got bamboozled. I was really upset. <laughs> they got bamboo They were like Yo we got this plot We got this plot To go to the pool See all the girls We all know they're going there And then Midoriya Just screws it all He's like oh, I guess I'll tell everybody Unbelievable dude Unbelievable Classic
1: Deku move
2: Classic Deku man Main character Deku what Unbelievable a nerd.
0: You gotta love him
2: He's a nerd dude He's such a nerd Anyways Yeah oh,
0: Don't give me Okay so nothing besides that
2: Yeah no, that's it dude
0: so I'm gonna let you guys to kind of start talking through the training camp. You can kind of start wherever you want. I talk through my opinions. I'll be bouncing in back, but just a lot of happened. We can talk about villains. We can talk about just the overall arc, the anything that happened. I mean, again, it's really up to you guys where you guys want to talk about this because so much happened here, and we could talk about this six, seven episodes for an entire um, class one A session if we really wanted.
2: Okay, so we're gonna start with Coda being a punk yeah C- C- coda's a coda's a real punk right off the bat dude kid is ungrateful His parents were total badasses and they both died and he decides to hate everybody the ultimate edge lord move like if- no
0: but like when and- you like let's say like you were the son like the son of the daughter of a squad of like your mom and dad are police officers and they both died in line of duty wouldn't you have some ill will towards the police force as a whole because of what happened and obviously it's not their fault but you can't relate to that at all
2: i mean coming from a military family not like i mean i wouldn't wish like i'm not gonna have like issues with the military if my old man got like taken out in afghanistan like i wouldn't have been too phased either like i wouldn't have been phased with the military i wouldn't have been phased with the event but the i wouldn't have been like oh well fuck the military you know what i mean so I think I think Coda took a like, I mean, he's a he's a like, you know, he's a brooding little kid. He was pissed, um, but he had like a great mentor to kind of take him in the pussycats, man. Mandalay. Like,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I do where I do see where you're coming from, Andrew, and I do almost agree with you. um I think the way his character is makes sense, but I don't like that his character is in there whatsoever. um His character no, didn't, his need, character to be didn't need to be there, and he ultimately felt like a plot device um for just for Deku to go up against a muscle dude muscular
2: muscular. he felt like a
1: plot device that the only thing the only reason why he was there is so he can do 1 million percent Detroit Delaware smash that's the only reason why I felt like his character was in there because he served zero other purpose he was just brooding and like kind of just like mean and that
2: little hat yeah like, don't get me wrong the hat was
1: sick actually like i i'd rock that i'd you rock like that the hat? hat you
2: were into that with like the two little happened. horns
1: um but no i mean that's, yeah, that's and then like oh super conveniently musk muscular was the dude uh, who, who probably killed his parents too right it, it, it was it was, it was yeah, muscular who like, killed his parents they took it they took yeah, his and eye they that's took his so eye like? That, like i don't know like
2: that's that's a that's not a Happy Gilmore, no, no, no. dude. I,
1: I like, it's like I like shounens <laughs> and stuff, but like I don't like when they do things like this that are like really heavily heavily handed on the nose. And it's like it was it was really it's like really like yeah. of course like the one that like ends up cornering you guys is like the one from like ten years ago or wherever. It's like okay, chill, like calm it down a little bit.
2: I don't think it was ten years well, ago, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. like it was it was it was a recent, no, no, it was recent. But like yeah. you, know, you
1: know what I'm getting at is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
2: no. It, like it would be that one. That one particular that one particular character. I totally get it. I think it was a little heavy-handed enforced. Um I mean, I think it kinda gets overshadowed, but we're like, okay, well, we know we know Midoriya's power ceiling is getting like it's like his power level is like increasing like overall. Like we like we're t- the power scaling like I think this is like really the first big arc where you actually start seeing, like, okay, they're starting to get a little stronger now. And like I think that he was basically a display for Midoriya to be like well this is how good he is now he can fight this guy right like but aren't we a, I mean so I want I
0: want to talk about Kota then there's another point I want to go on with that but I didn't feel like it was as bad as you guys had I never had any ill will towards Kota and that kind of storyline I actually enjoyed that and kind of screw the little punk it, it kind of woke up to Midoriya that like yes he's always been a Fan of superheroes, like he's that's all what he's always dreamed of, and that's what he's always wanted to be, and now he's making a reality. But that there are people out there that don't feel the same way as him. Not everyone prizes superheroes as the best thing in the world, and that there is downsides of it, and it does have negative facts on people, even though they're just doing their best. So, again, it's a world plot building, device There's more than just a plot
1: a device plot for device Midori or, to learn there, there something is, Okay,
2: there's. Uh, I, there's one big takeaway no he, he there's one big takeaway i had from the, all this this whole event with 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 coda basically lets T- todoroki be like you kind of get under people's skin asshole like yeah like, like right which i think it that i think i was very happy with because it shows that midoriya like despite he always has the best intention doesn't exactly always do the best job right yeah i mean
1: like we were talking about so, earlier um on a previous episode about the sports festival um, you know, with with Todoroki, he's like, you can't just monologue at someone and expect like their lives to change. Which I like that part. That part is really cool because like mm. that goes against like a trope because the whole trope is like main character basically saves a person by monologuing at them. This is basically calling out directly by going, oh no, like that's not how that works.
2: That doesn't how this yeah. works. And what you're doing is like, you're being a prick when you do it. You know what I mean? Like, they, like I, I, am happy. I was really happy about yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like that? They actually like, they yeah, addressed it. A good right. Scene. Um, yeah, but I mean like Coda. like the nice part about this, this arc is that Coda is like one tiny aspect of this whole gong yeah. show oh, that's yeah. happening. Right.
0: So, it's really the setup so that Deku can have one badass fight.
2: Yeah, exactly, right? But we do we do get the pussycats out of it, they which are, are, they are sick, great. especially especially oh, Tiger is awesome.
1: best. <laughs> so
0: before we jump over to that, I want to
2: jump back to something that I kind of thought of while
0: we were talking about Coda and muscular and all that kind of stuff. But clearly this is one of the strongest villains that Deku has fought and that he had to go way beyond to kind of beat him. But that's only at 5% of his power at this point. Obviously he used all of his power there. But are we going to see the power scale and get to a point where pretty much no one's a threat for him except for Nomu's and Shigaraki? Well, that's where like, we that's that where could,
2: we got to with All Might. Like, nobody was a threat for All Might. You know what I mean? Like, well,
0: that's what I mean. I mean, are we worried that there might be a point where fights start to feel kind of pointless unless there's stakes of like, oh, someone else was captured, so he has to be careful about doing it or punching? Like, well, we become
2: Superman. That's, like, uh, that's the well, big thing, right? Well, no, they thing, also right?
1: cap like, his, his uh, power level because, like, he did do, like, 1 million percent, which, first, well, no, no, well, no. no they, I know, I know no, right, no, right, right now, no. but
0: eventually he to hit like, 50 percent Well, 50% no, let me finish. Power. So
1: they can't, so they can't, he can't do power anymore like that because he, he, like, afterwards, he's like, you can't do this or your arms are just, like, not going to work anymore. Well, because his body's not No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, they, no, no. But over no, they time, say, like, if you right. exert like this, your body's going to shut down. So, like, they do cap his his power a lot. No, I agree that his his uh his power floor, like he's not gonna be doing five percent anymore. He might be doing fifty percent going forward, which he will be getting stronger, but I don't think it's gonna be like exponentially like he can only fight things that are like basically gods. Yeah, because yeah,
2: I mean like we I mean, now that being said, like we do we he he inherited All Might, All Might's power, right? And we know All Might was basically that. He was basically invincible, right? Like, I mean to a point, like the only person who could really fight him was, uh, uh, one, uh, all for one, right? That was like the, that was the contrast, right? So he was the, really the only one who who got to that point. Now I think we will eventually get to that point where really there's no like match game stuff until. Like, endgame, exactly, right? Because that's basically what he's aspiring to be. That's what the power does. If it's harnessed properly, like, that's... So I think I think it's it's not unreasonable to say that we're going to get there, but I don't think we're going to hit there anytime soon because he's still a kid, no. right?
0: Uh, no, I'm not thinking so now, but, yeah, it's just that eventually he will be able to... Yeah, that's... But that, like I mean, that's...
2: A, that's yeah, that's far yeah, right? I, I think, so far, I think right? the power yeah, scaling exactly. is going
1: to go from him having to go all out to beat these, you know, these one-off really big scary dudes to he's going to be fighting very often and his power level is going to be high but it's going to be like a little bit lower but consistent I think his scaling Mm. is going to be the consistency rather than the one big huge explosion blows all the time
2: yeah which I think which we'll get with side characters who have these like giant breakthroughs where you see these crazy like turns and like unlocking you know what I mean which is which is easier a lot easier to do with side characters than it is to do with a main character right so I think we'll yeah, see that. Fair enough.
0: I just want to bring that up because obviously we saw that he pretty much beat him in one punch when he was able. But to. But he was in the—he
2: was on the verge of dying. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like so when well I, remember, I understand like, that, yeah. but I'm
0: just saying that. I mean, I just—it was just a thought of a worry for a second there that oh, if he gets the 60% power consistently.
2: Yeah. Like, well, like is, is anybody gonna nobody's going to be able, able to that. touch him? What yeah. I what I really yeah, do yeah. like
1: is with the quarks, you can do things with that to kind of like offset it a little bit because, like, yeah, he might be super strong, but what if there's like a like a, a villain out there that just like can use telekinesis to just hold people in the air, and he's just there. Yeah. Like, I, how I, get are, that, yeah. I
0: get that, but wouldn't it be kind of boring that if every single one, of course, had the well, no, it's not the opposite
1: power; power. But... it's just a different way, and then like Deku has to like think through it. I think. A lot, like I actually just watched a video on this, on like shonens and like power scaling and stuff, and that's like usually a really good way they do it. Is like it's not always about getting stronger and stronger and stronger, like DBZ, um, but they might tackle it in different ways. Like uh, for this show, they're putting limiters. Like he's he busted his arms, and they're like, "Listen, you you just have scars on his arms now and his fists and stuff." It's like you can't you can't go ham all the time, Um, and like they they put limiters on him, and then going forward, it might be yeah maybe you just can't punch things to death maybe you have to like think about the situation and go okay well here's this quark how we can actually tackle it and actually beat the quark rather than just Mm -hmm. i'm gonna punch real hard and i I, and i do see the show kind of going in into directions like that and that's what makes me feel hopeful for the power scaling
2: yeah it's like just as like just to kind of add to it like just as like a dc fanboy too like i mean they have this problem with superman all the time superman is literally unkillable unless there's like, you know, kryptonite. But I mean, other than that, a lot of his problems are th- thinking through it. And like, I mean, his, his arch nemesis is somebody who's incredibly smart, but at the same time they, that's how they tackle it is that like, it's uh, you're using you, you, like, and I think they'll do this with uh, Midoriya a lot too. They'll use his hum- humanity against him as well. I think that'll be a very uh, common theme we'll see in the future where they actually just start like tormenting him and like, you know, trying to s- screw with how he like, how he is as a hero, right? Vice, like, like like Dylan said, like punch people to death, right? So, I think yeah, that's so what that we'll see, sense. right? So but yeah,
0: we can move back over to the point I cut you off on James. Oh, the I pussy cats. To bring, <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about I real to stuff bring that now. Up.
2: Yeah, exactly. The real business. The the people who matter, especially Tiger tiger tigers the man i love this dude that's another one that
0: like that reveal will never not be funny for me like the uh, (laughs) lord explosion murder is one that i always laugh at this is another one that i will never not stop finding funny just because of the stark contrast
2: oh it's 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 great because you have the like i mean and their their quirks are all super dope um i now when i went back and rewatched it they
1: never actually say what tiger's like yeah they quirk do. Is. well maybe maybe not it, in these um but i know in the the second half which we'll get to the recap i'm pretty sure they do yeah so do I, okay. I think do you want me to just like say right now then yeah because yeah, yeah, well i think through, he cause has cause like a there, yeah? like a bendy appendages oh is yeah because that i'm that what pretty sure okay. like in a later scene he uses it and you're like oh okay that totally makes sense
0: yes he does his uh quirk is pillow yeah. body
1: allows yeah, him to stress yes, right, 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 yeah, and yeah.
0: flatten his own body at will, granting him inhumane
2: flexibility. Yeah. And he's also like built like a brick shithouse. Yeah, he's buff. <laughs> that also helps.
1: Which he uses, uh, he refers to as his cat combat, which I'm just like, man, this is like, he's too freaking funny. And it also man. it's perfect because like, you know, like obviously like when you think of cats and stuff, it's like, well, yeah, tigers are cats too, and they're big. They're <laughs> big as hell. Yeah,
2: exactly, right? So you, so, you, so you get Tiger, right? He's He's great, man. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of cool that they were like, they, like, they recognize, like, you can't just like, you can't just draw the, the, the teachers away from a school that just got like attacked multiple times. We should probably like, you know, contract, right? So it's a nice, like, it's another, little like, like world building thing as well that like, you know, you got to think, oh, we're just like, going to drag everybody from the school. We're just going to send two teachers and then the contractors. Right. So, but I, I really like, I really like how we, we kind of get to see how everybody's like working on their quirk and stuff like that. Um, the training episode, training so episode, training
0: t- montage, of course, with everyone. Either pretty much is what the thing is that we kind of learn here is that in order to train your quirks, they're a lot like muscles, and that you train them by just overusing them so much that your body gets able to control them better. So pretty much they're all just doing things that rather it was um Kamenari just using his electricity over and over into a again, battery, so yeah, used to it, <laughs> or um eating our... um. You know, yeah, Rose are just eating a bunch and creating things constantly, and pretty much just anything that pushed their body, like weight training, past its limits, so that it regrows stronger. It's how we learn quirks develop, which we didn't really get anything on before that of how quirks actually. Which
1: totally done makes it. sense, though. Like as they're explaining it, they're like, "Oh, it's just like working out," and it's like, "Oh, oh well, yeah, no, that totally makes yeah, sense." That, that of course it does. And sense. I think yeah. it's a really good way <laughs> yeah. for um, them to like jump up all the students' power without like us feeling like it's weird because they're like they went to camp they understand now how to actually develop it so they're going to get stronger it totally makes sense
0: i mean they went to camp for
1: three well no days. no no not only that but they they
0: in
2: a day and a half well, no going funny. there
1: they learned how to learn so obviously so, yeah, so they, when yeah. they go home they're like oh i know how to train my quirk now
2: plus like some of those some of them straight up say like over like over some they're like i lived at the gym you know what i mean i think it's uh uh buddy with the tail um i can't remember his name for the life of me oh my god
0: we should really we, there's
2: Ojiro, a huge cast, he, yeah, but he's though. One, to be fair, he, he, yeah, and he's always like—I mean, he's—he—he kind of comes and goes as like a primary character. Yeah, well, Ojiro. Ojiro, yeah, Ojiro like says like basically when they're—I think it's actually at the pool where he's like, "Yeah, I just—I lived at the gym all summer. Like that's all I did, well, right?" Yeah, so that's how,
0: that's how he would work his. And that's how
2: he'd work it, yeah. It. And that's how they do it in the training thing too. Is basically he just—he just beats on Hiroshima the entire time. Well, Kirishima, oh, yeah, yeah. That, and
0: they both hold it, and yeah. they
2: both they both benefit. the The most, I think, my favorite one, who kind of like works on their quirk, is Tokoyami, because he literally just gets chucked in a cave and he has to fight with Dark Shadow the that entire is time, cool. right?
0: See? Yeah, yeah, it's so cool.
2: Yeah, because everybody else is like, okay, this is pretty typical, and then you kind of then you get to Tokoyami, you're like, how do you how do you improve on that? I'm like, well, you, I guess you just chuck him in the dark. It uh,
0: clearly wasn't enough yet.
2: No, oh, exactly. Yeah, kind of building into it. I love, I love this this trope of them saying of him saying revelry in the dark like over and over and over again. Everybody's like, what, what is he talking about? Right. So, um, yeah, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. So, do we want to kind of go through like the the well, villains a there, little bit too?
1: It, yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, going is there to be anything we, we want to now, talk now, about before too, that whenever. besides the fact of like going to camp, working out all day, and then like eating a bunch of curry, Making eating a bunch food. of curry with like your friends sounds sick.
2: <laughs> oh, and they also can have class and class 1B is there too. Yeah, I think that that's is a big thing cool that we that need to incorporate. Right? Because like, basically like, like, it's kind of funny too because they're all kind of complaining. They're like, why are we up so early and stuff like that? And Vlad's like, they're already training. Like these guys are already at it, right? So,
0: I like, Look, still, I, even with class 1B there, we still don't get much kind of introduction to them. It still really only focuses on Kendo and the one class 1B student that can mend things to other people. Like to anything, yeah. Weld, like weld. weld, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those, are the, um, those are the only two that was really focused on, like tetsu, tetsu. Throughout this entire, we arc. get Tetsu and we tetsu, get, tetsu. Yeah, of
2: course. we get more Tetsu Tetsu. Um, yeah, I'm the, the he was paired with Yozu Um What is his name? Uh Yosetsu. Is he's got he's got the bandana. He he just basically slaps it to him, and then then they run off. Yeah, he's I I liked him for what we saw, but yeah, you're right. We don't really get to see a lot of One B. We get to see Vlad Lord, which I think is he's like he aesthetically he's kind of cool i want to know what like his power is like yeah like so he's i can look up what his power well, we did wait, wait wait we didn't yeah, find we, out
1: yeah. yet yeah, yeah no, spoilers, no spoilers no yeah. spoilers
2: sure? yeah. yeah yeah even even up to like even up to like current time we don't know yeah. what vlad lord actually does so right. so we'll we wait no we'll
1: sit on it for a bit
2: yeah i'll I'll sit on what vlad lord does but I, I like but well, yeah, i like to
1: joke with Monoma all the time on how like He's always just like laughing. He's like, ha like C class 1A, you guys suck. And he's, they're like, you're in here too. And he's like, that's not important. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just it's it, like I love that it's like perpetually Kendo that usually yeah. scolds him. And this time you actually get to see somebody else do it. Like. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a good running bit. I like it a lot, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we get to see. So I guess on the note of class 1B, we'll go through like that's testing. not
1: true. We see his power in the season in this season.
0: Yes, because he uh, he slams one of the Dobby clones against the oh, wall. Oh, so
1: it's slam? He's strong?
0: No, so it's so it's blood control.
1: Oh, yeah, so you're right. So after
0: ejecting a certain quantity of blood from the back of his glove, he can freely manipulate it. You're oh, totally yes, he's right. able to restrain a clone to the wall and cover him with blood, ending the fight in less than which, three seconds. Yeah, he can then reabsorb the blood through the which, same glove.
1: Which runs right into I think what we're going to talk about next, anyways, right? The villains, it, the, Dobby. No, yeah, the villains and Dobby. Or,
0: well, no, whatever villains yeah. kind of stand out. Yeah. Dobby's obviously kind of. I think the coolest. I think, the setup, them, I think the, the setup. I think the setup
1: for weird. it is a little bit lame, where they're just like, "You're gonna what? have to s- scare everyone else at camp." Like that's it, that's the thing. It's, oh, a, it's yeah, a little yeah, lame, yeah. Like, but oh, yeah. it's, it I works th- out. I think I think it pays off well.
0: But I remember them. The reasoning behind it is that they wanted to find creative ways to use. No, no, toys. I totally, yeah. I, I yeah. totally understand
1: it, but I still think it's a little lame. It's a little no, weak. no but okay. I, it it's pays off weak. really Talk- well because I like the idea of like, OK, now like the villains plan this out and they like ambush them and they separate them. And like it's a it's like a dark camp and stuff. And I, I don't know, I think that's cool. I I like that.
2: The setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how you got there is a little dicey. But I mean, like the payoff, yeah, the payoff is, is, really, is really worth uh,
1: the lameness of the setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: um let's start. Let's start with Dobby first. So let's start with Dobby. I think Dobby. Okay. I think like aesthetically dobby's one of the coolest. And I love my favorite thing about Dobby is the fan theory behind Dobby, which which has been floating around basically since the character was introduced. Which is which is that he is one of Endeavor's kids.
0: Yeah, that would make fun. yeah, I would, which I would you, love that.
2: Basically, the Endeavors like or like Dobby's like one of the, like he's basically the one who like realized what was going on, um, and basically had the balls to like leave the family,
1: right? Yeah. So I, I guess the two major ones that are at least in the show that we see this season. Is well maybe last season too. Whenever he first introduces himself, he's like, he's like, I oh, just call me Dobby. Like he just says, call me Dobby. He's like, okay, it's whatever. And that's then a it. little bit later on, um, there's a part of where they start listing off all the villains actual names, and they do not list his name off specifically, and that's kind of like, okay, either there's something, something with his name <gasps> that is going to be important at one part because that's like a, uh, it's like a Chekhov's gun kind of thing, like. It's, like, right there. It's, like, uh, you can't just, like, sh- like do that you kind of thing it, and, yeah. like, not expect to pay off.
2: Yeah. The other thing, and, of course, the other obvious thing and is Dobby's quirk. we also don't
0: know his, his real name in the um, manga yet either. So, it, going all the way up to the current date, apparently, still have not given him a name. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But his 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 quirk is basically, like, it's basically Endeavors. It's, like, except it's blue. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, blue it's blue yeah right so which kind of uh, even plays into the family a little more like he does he just does he have just enough of his mom's side that it makes his fire blue like what's the deal there right like so there's a ton of fan theories plus he's all scarred to shit um so I mean it makes you think that maybe he had like he had a tussle with Endeavor and stuff like that which kind of left him how he is um there's oh no a-
0: so his uh quirk hurts him if he uses it too long so unlike Endeavor that his skin can burn if he uses his own quirk too much so he does not do long and well which could
1: totally make sense because he was having a lot of kids and it would be reasonable that one of them it didn't work out to where like yeah
2: he was like yeah it was almost a defect because
1: we saw like uh like at points like you kind of see some of his siblings and stuff and like they have like white hair with like red sparkles in it or whatever like that's like those Mm -hmm. kinds of things and they don't have both powers equally maybe this was one of the defects of like oh like you can use my fire but like you're not resistant
2: you can use my and you can use like the the highest like the high like like how crazy my fire can be but it backfires you know what i mean right so but okay so moving on from dobby let's go with who dobby was paired with which is which is comic relief for the villains which is which is twice i like his name i I think it's a really good name Actually, i like his name it's a great name yeah it's a great name um he Like, I mean, he is comic relief, but I mean, like, aesthetically, he's still kind of cool. Like, I mean, he's basically Deadpool, but he repeats everything in both a positive and a negative, like, frame, which is, I think, hilarious. Because he goes from, so like... So his
0: quirk is kind of bipolar, but allows... He's a bipolar person, but he allows... He's allowed to make clones of anyone and anything, but he is... Quirk causes them to have bipolar because there's so well, many I of him from creating clones of himself. Is, it,
1: is that it? I don't. Oh, I don't know if we figure out here exactly if that's the reason because
2: it's not in this arc we, that we get to actually. Figure out. No, I, I don't. I don't
1: remember that part, episode though. exactly. Is what I'm getting at. It's because we get. We do so get an episode. Come.
2: Yeah, we should. We yes. should probably leave it yeah. till the actual episode when we actually get it. It's in the the frame where we get to talk to. You. I I just kind of want to kind of cover like our general impression of like what we get of twice, which is basically him both complimenting and flipping off Dobby, and basically. So no,
0: I think this is actually what we do get. The Dobby episode during this arc, I think... You mean I the twice episode? The twice episode, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wasn't this early on when like um they're preparing for the attack?
2: Oh. Well, it's like mm-hmm. way later. It's like... Yeah. Oh, is it like at the yeah.
0: end? It's like the, maybe the last episode? No. It's
2: sorry. like... It's one, no, it's not one of the... It's not... It's in between... It's basically when they're going... They're getting ready to rescue Bakugo. It's like in between there Wait, somewhere. is it? No. I, no, th- no, I don't I think even so. think it's... I don't, I don't think know. it's well, in this it's season.
0: Not. I'm looking at the recap I just wrote. It's not... We- it's in the season
2: guys it is I know it's in the season we got this Did ep- we? is it is it un- okay there's no way the three of us are remembering like a fictitious no, no, no. episode, the episode happened, no way. but
1: I don't think it happened during <sighs> these
2: no no it's the last episode it is the it is it, I'm pretty yeah, sure because that's
0: when we're introduced to the next villains
2: yeah it's the last episode of the season yeah so we're not there okay. yet at all so we don't really know anything about twice
0: okay we will talk about that later that is my bad for getting it so off topic. it's okay it's okay it's all but right But he can make clones of anyone yeah but they're not like just they don't just disappear like they're a physical thing that can use quirks and can be controlled by that person or do they have their own Personality, did we ever figure that out?
2: We don't really know. Um, we know Dobby like can like gathered information while he was like while he had a clone kind of fighting Aizawa and he was able to communicate with him and he was able to use his quirk, which threw Aizawa right off. But he was also able to, like, the other this was a kind of finicky thing too is that Aizawa's quirk, which basically denies anybody from using their quirk, um, basically has their
0: own anatomy. So, they are their own clone, but obviously they have the same personality, but they're their own clone.
2: Right. So, that would make sense why Dobby couldn't use his fire when Izawa basically looked at him. Right. So, cool. So, there's twice. So, let's go on to the next villains. Do we want to do Magni and and Spinner?
0: Yeah. Those are kind of together. And we didn't talk about them at all in the recap.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about Magni and Spinner. They're like. So,
0: Spinner is kind of a lizard ripoff of Stain. I mean, he yeah. Falls well, he's a he so he, he doesn't, doesn't have the quirk. But. He doesn't
2: have the quirk, but he's a, he's a he he is the 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 cookie cutter person for who stain inspired, right? That's kind of like that was his. That's the point of him being there, and it actually causes like some issues with who they fight and stuff like that because Midoriya was a kill on sight for them, right? He was a kill on sight, but it was by Shigaraki. The problem was is that, um, stain deemed him worthy, which threw off Spinner because Spinner was like, I can't like. He's worthy. Like this isn't somebody we touch, you know. So it actually causes issues with him and Magni.
0: Okay. So that
2: makes yeah, sense. and then and then Magni, which we kind of get like, we don't really know a whole lot about Magni except he's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> what's your what's your take on oh, Magni? Wait, wait, what is <laughs> which one like, does he look like again? Magni's the guy with the, the glasses and like the like lipstick. Giant that's... stone pillar. Yeah. I. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> There's just, yeah, I, like he like yeah. He just, I don't he, know. He isn't. He's is enough fighting prowess to go toe to toe with Tiger. That's the big thing, right? Which like, is a big deal. So we know, which is a big deal. Absolutely, because Tiger's like he's like he's the the guy who's good at hand to hand with amongst the three of them, right? So, um, yeah. So we don't really get to know. He has this giant thing, and he was able to take out. One of the pussycats kind of oh, well the, between the two of them, right? They are able to take out what's her face, um, the one who can use like the earth shaping. Um,
1: we gotta get we really gotta get better at like Rag- having these names like readily Ragdoll? available.
0: <laughs> Just go on, move on, move on. No, it
1: wasn't was no, the was was telekinesis one, yes. And
0: Pixie Bob, it was Mandalay, Mandalay. it was
1: Mandalay, mm-hmm. it was Mandalay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so no, oh, it wasn't Mandalay's the one with tele, te- yeah, telepathy. no, Magni, I do, yeah, he seemed like kindness he seemed like weird because he seemed like a like a b character that you would see in a background that like the hero would beat up really quickly but he's just like he just seems like a random yakuza member or something
2: (laughs) yeah exactly he's like he's like like random henchman number four that's that's magny he's good like it's aesthetic yeah exactly right like aesthetically you kind of look at him and you're like okay uh what's this guy deal and he just has this giant like metal thing or we don't even know what it is because it's
0: no, it's it's made out of metal because his quirk allows him to control um his magnetism.
2: Yeah, but we so don't it's like, again, like we don't know that also here during this fight. He just basically squares up with Tiger. Well no, sure we
0: sure we do we learn about that here, but that's how he's able to control the pillar, isn't it?
2: No, like the pillar doesn't actually get used that much during the fight. Like I just kinda watched it and it just like sits there and he he tries to hit Tiger with it. Um but that's really the extent yeah. of it. So we know he can he's got hand to hand. And we like this was a weird fight because you don't really get to see quirks at all. It's literally just like, it's it's a match of Street Fighter. <laughs> like, that's that's really it, right? Like that's all mm-hmm. you really get. So um, yeah. So but like basically, the the, the the big turning point for the fight was basically Midoriya kind of intercepting, taking out Spinner's weapon, which was like this like Game of Thrones like throwing a Blades giant sword thing. It was really weird. Um, and the two of them get in the argument basically about fight killing or. Or you know sparing Midoriya and then they both get taken out. They just both so, get
0: just so we know, Magni was a female.
2: Really, okay. Yeah, okay. Just cool. looked it up. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, no. They don't because I don't think they really like. They, they don't specify. They don't specify, but okay, if like like. And his clerk is magnetism. Yeah, no, that that like if, if yeah, that, we because that gets established later in the season. But yeah, but, I, thought was,
0: I thought it was used here to bring one of the Pussycat Dolls
2: to him because of the helmet. No, we just get revealed that they, they she just like is like yeah. under them and then they fight. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that's kind of their whole shtick. That's their whole fe- fight. Um. But then we get to we also get Mustard, who's another like kind of. A ridiculous villain like he like basically this is like this is like our service episode to class 1b and the two bigger noteworthy characters in there being Tetsu Tetsu and I, I really like this basically, a lot actually this was a good I like this a lot too be- yeah because basically it plays into like like you know the mustard basically is ter- like verbally monologuing, tearing apart Tetsu Tetsu for having like the, this like you know this uh, this one trick kind of quirk that doesn't really have a lot of flexibility, can't do a lot and stuff like that. But Tetsu Tetsu's big thing is he literally just doesn't stop yeah. going at him, like and that's and that's how he kind of redeems it enough for Kendo just to like smoke the shit out of him, right? So. Um. This is really cool too, because like, oh, like this is the first time we've seen a gun used too. Which we were oh, he, like, he just and was like, he, and that, he's got a gun. He's got muscle. He's got this gas, and he's got a gun. And everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's got a gun, right? And I, re- I remember even watching it, being like, "This he, he's just got a gun." Like that's like so, but like I'm. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of perfect because Tetsu Tetsu's quirk is of course to be make himself metal, um. So he just basically gets shot, and he's just like he's just just pisses him off more, which is great. Like it's part of his character's charm. Um, and Dylan, we get a bit of we get a bit of shipping during this whole fight, which is really nice. It was good. I it, think. It, was, it was it was nice right? and it
1: felt like kind of real too, and I like it. So it's not even shipping; it's just like in universe, like maybe budding feelings, which is kind of cool because we get it in other areas too, which. Like we'll we'll get to there very shortly We'll but. get there yeah.
2: But yeah, we actually we actually get this like natural like dynamic relationship developing amongst the two of them which is sick, right? Which is nice. Um and then okay, so we have we've kind of kind of covered Midorian muscular. We've kind of beat yeah. that dead horse, yeah, right? Yeah. We've gone through that. I don't think yeah. we can talk about that anymore. Cool. So then we go Moonfish versus Todoroki and he's Bakugo? He's
1: scary. Yep. He's, he's just scary. He's
2: scary. He's
0: a death. He's a death. Uh, death row inmate. Yeah, so we, like gotcha this
2: guy, him. this guy was going to get killed, and he's he's super messed up, dude. I mean, he's still in a straight jacket, so it makes me wonder like what's under the straight jacket. You know what I mean? Uh, but we get this really fun like amalgamation of characters with this too, um, because. While this fight's going on, um, this is basically when Todoroki and Bakugo get told they can use their powers, and then Bakugo gets told he can't use his powers. He's really pissed off. <laughs> so like, and like, it's like I remember watching it being like stoked because like Bakugo being told he's allowed to fight somebody, like that's like, that's like that, that's right on brand for him. He's stoked, right? And then they're like, well, you can't. And then he basically tries to rush Moonfish, and Todoroki's like, you're an idiot. You're gonna get killed. Um, and then and then we see how nasty dark shadow He's can strong. be mm-hmm. which Holy is crazy fat. which is so sick so yeah basically midoriya in his basically like adrenaline fueled like messenger mission almost gets taken out by tokoyami and dark shadow only to be saved by best boy best boy what's his name andrew what's his name Shoji. thank you thank you you sure it's not mezzo it's also mezzo but. but yeah no so basically in this this is nice because you kind of get you get shoji who we again we don't know really anything about we don't really, we don't get much dialogue from him period so it's really nice that you actually find out that like just like his quirk, he's actually quite observant of like other people in his class um so he kind of knows what the deal is um also like the, the nice little interaction too is like when so shoji gets like sliced by moonfish it like throws Tokiomi into like a fit of rage which shows how also like how passionate he is about his classmates and stuff like that too. So you get a nice little like character building and all that good stuff. And then, yeah, Midoriya being the like great detective that he is, is just, yeah, the, the mastermind is like, yo, let's just take, let's take Tokoyami into this crazy villain. And then he destroys it him. racks him like, it's, <laughs> Dude, it was ridiculous. Like, I was just, I remember like just being like, oh my God, like there's no, there's no, like he tries to, the blades go out and everything and nothing. They, nothing. It just runs into yeah, dirt. just like,
1: I, I like, there's a scene of it just like snapping and he just like picks him up yeah, it, and he just like whips him around against a tree and you're like, what?
2: <laughs> oh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And a, a nice part, a little, a nice little thing too, I noticed as well is that while this is going on, like, Todoroki almost wants to go after him, and Bakugo's like, "No, just wait, just wait." He's going to like, like this is like, we don't have to do anything, right? Which again shows how, how, how much combat prowess that Bakugo kind of has when he actually thinks, like, is that he recognizes like, okay, we don't have to, do, we don't have to do shit. This guy is like, Dark Shadow's insane, right? So, yeah, for and just for anybody who hasn't watched the recap, Moonfish. Has blades that come out of his teeth, and he's in a straight jacket. So he's this real, like, like aesthetically, he's just scary looking. So yeah.
0: creepy. By far the creepiest villain yet.
2: Yeah, and his dialogue is pretty, like, pretty, like,
0: just talks about eating flesh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like the entire and time. How it makes him mad that he can't?
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and then, then I think,
0: yeah, that leaves us with Toga, and it leaves us with Mister Compress. I say we leave Mister Compress for last because Dylan has such hard feelings. Oh, I think
1: so we, we can talk talk about- I, think we, I think we'll give Toga to Dylan too. Yeah, Let's give Toga to so, Dylan. So, um basically um udaraka and sue, sue yeah Uraraka and sue are just like Froppy. they're running down yeah. they're doing their thing and then like toga just like shows up on this Appears. scene right as she does um and she has like this weird like contraption on her back um and then she just like gives off this like super yandere like vibe to her of where she's like talking about like she's like I'm oh, I'm so like I'm just like so in love right now and like she starts like monologuing about that and obviously she's talking about um, stain and like how like she has like I guess a connection to him because like one she probably really likes his ideals and, but two he has a blood related quirk and she does too that we find out and so she has like this obsession yeah. with blood and then she like starts getting like real so so she attacks um and she has like some pretty good fighting prowess to her uh, so she's like she has her knife out and she like gets sue on like the tongue which thing about that made me like like recoil it's like, uncomfortable. yeah um and then she goes after uraraka and we get like a little flashback of when she was doing her internship um with gunhead right with gunhead yeah. and then she's yeah
0: how about yeah she's like head-to-hand. i
1: know how to deal with like a knife wielder and like grabs her like hand and like throws her down and stuff. And then Toga gets like sure, it's getting weird. Like getting Toga is like straight horny on Maine during this episode and is uncomfortable. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I get like she's like, I can smell it on you. She's like, You're 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 lovesick too. And Uruk is like, What can you stop? Like, we're fighting. <laughs> yeah, can you not yeah. do this yeah, right, right now?
2: Leave me alone. <laughs> this is a fight, man. Um, but on. she's like taken
1: off a little bit. Um, and then Toga's able to stab her with this like vacuum syringe thing yeah it's like a vacuum syringe and like ends up starting to get some of her blood um but before we really
0: which does come in very later on in the season which i didn't realize yeah um
1: but nothing really happens uh with that right then because like some of the other members start showing up and then she's like okay i'm bored see ya and but before before she does (laughs) she spots the young deku all beat up and then she's like oh damn He's cute. Yeah, and then, and then she That's leaves. Exactly how it went. And then she dips. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I kind of like this in a weird way. I don't know. Like she's a really weird character, but she's like so weird that I think it's like it's all right. It's like Moonfish, where like Moonfish is like really gross and weird, but like, okay, cool. Like, let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then right after that fight is when we turn around and say, "Hey, where's Bakugo and Tokoyami?" <laughs> and we are introduced. to okay. Mr. Compress, let me let me let, let me state but the case for Mister Compress.
1: He is super sick because, right, dude. he has this very basic work. He just like compresses little things into like little little balls, right? But he's like, "How is this going to be useful?" I'm going to be a street magician. And it's perfect. It's sick. I like his aesthetic and he has like good like sleight of hand so he can like it comes into play and it's super useful a ton of times and he just plays it up because like that's the whole point. Everyone has a gimmick. You might as well just play the gimmick up. Why is he going to what is he going to do be a weird dude who runs around in jeans making things small. That's weird. (laughs) That's weird. No, he's going to be a sick street magician dude who makes people small and he's like a villain on top of that i don't know i think it's sick i think it might just because uh um and so uh, tangent i've been wanting to like do like a pen and paper rpg character like this because it's really cool because i like the idea because it's it's not real magic (laughs) he's just doing sleight of hand and stuff i mean the compress is real is 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 quirk but like everything else is just him doing stuff and it's cool yeah it's sick how do you not like it how do you not like it
2: Go for it, Andrew. Tell him why you don't like it.
0: I don't know. I think street musicians are creepy. I don't. I don't <laughs> like the sight of hand. Just feels dirty. We had, I, we, I'm had just,
2: we had characters like Moonfish in and Toga, and you're like, dude, this guy's the weird one. This yeah, guy's the no, weirdo.
0: No, it's just I just didn't <laughs> like his dynamic. It felt forced. It just felt like he was being fake, even though it's yeah, kind of he's who supposed he was. to be cheesy. And I get how it plays in, and I get it is good. His quirk, because obviously his quirk is very limiting. Otherwise, but I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I would have much rather seen him use it in a more of like offensive way, almost than being used as very defensive. He's, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love how he. I think used his quirk a lot, and that he just took him and ran. I don't know. I know <laughs> he was out outmatched and all that kind of stuff, but I just didn't love the dynamic, and I felt it was just the only way they could have possibly captured Bakugo. I think and again. I think, that's what I see. My big plot device is: is how else are you going to capture Bakugo, who is just going to blow everything else up in sight? Besides, of course, someone that can just instantly make him. Well, monster.
1: I mean, they could have brought him there another way because, like, as soon as he was out of there, like, it's not like he was compressed forever. So, like, however you you manage to deal with him between the times of him being not compressed, uh, or compressed and then not compressed, just do that again.
0: Well, it was just that there was 10 of them surrounding him and that if he moved, he would be killed. Uh, that's not a very viable option in a woods where there's a ton of other people. There's no other way. Well, there might be.
1: Him. They could have, you know, someone could have ran up on him and threw him into the warp, Uh, the warp dude. Like, I, th- I th- you I, get what I mean. So like muscular or yeah, somebody like that probably kind of, like, I think, there was other options. Like, I think I, lost. It, it didn't yeah. feel like a plot device to me inherently because like. I know I feel like there's other uses for it I can totally see why it would seem like a plot device but I think it's it's uh it, it's it's flexible enough of where we could see it in the future we could see it come into play
2: I think fair enough. Yeah, I think I think the big thing with with Mister Compress is that like in a like a universe that basically has all these crazy ass courts with all this crazy like abilities and stuff like that, he still uses like very basic sleight of hand, like very you know like normal stuff. You know what I mean? But it's ve- like it's very standard that he doesn't need to be super like you know he doesn't need to train for like years and like beating somebody up. He just needs to be really really good like you know with misdirection and stuff like that. So I think I, I it's kind of like I mean I get both sides like. I didn't like him initially cuz I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, this is like like look look, look look at this dork. Look at this look at this weirdo. We got Dobby, we got Twice, we got Mustard, and then we got this guy." But well, I'm like, "You know what? He's it's not so he's bad." Cuz he's a dork, th- he's so good. Yeah, I like him more than Spinner, that's for
1: sure. Yeah, Spinner is yeah. just weird. Like, he's I'll- like one of those like, okay, he's a he's a lizard man who has swords.
2: Yeah, he's a dog. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But he's like a fanatic, too. No, I know, like but that's like the you know, example yeah, like like the, like the police oh, chief yeah. is just a dog. Like <laughs> I'm like, "Are you watching the same show?" <laughs> but uh yeah, no. So that's that's kind of the whole the whole thing, the whole get down. Um the other thing is two, which I think is mentioned in here as well, is that they actually lose one of the the pussy cats as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Pixie Bob has disappeared.
2: Yeah, they don't know where she is. Um, but the, the the other three are like they're beat up. Except well, I don't think Tiger's really beat up. I think Tiger's fine.
0: Tiger was fine. Mandalay was seriously hurt. And then the
2: um... quirk is is busted. I don't care what anybody says. Melee's cork is which one was it broken? She's the like she's like the mass. She's in the mass telepathy. Oh yeah, no that's cool. That's sick. I like that. Yeah. So.
0: I guess that's, I mean, that was a really good discussion on that. I like how I kind of broke it down with three points. But are we ready to move in the second half? Because we're an hour in. We haven't even started the recap of the second half. Well, I know we have so much to talk I, I about guess,
1: I guess the discussion I want to bring up kind of leads into the next one. But I just think, I think the setup of Bakugo being the one taken is just so perfect. Because like, it works on so many... It
0: it's a thing we've yeah, all... No, no,
1: yeah, because it, yeah. it works in the like, oh, is he going to be a villain? He seems kind of evil. And on top of that, Deku has this very strong relationship with him and like he doesn't want to see his friend getting taken like that like if anyone were to be taken like that's that's like his number one like that's his number one is like and it's weird to say this but like it's his best friend since like day one even though like he hates him it's still someone he grew up with and has like this relationship with
2: yeah he's like say
0: best rival he's okay rivals can be friends
1: dude
2: yeah, dude. But like, look, a, look at, look at Red and Blue. They're they're rivals, but they're still buddies. Yeah, they are fight on site, but they're, but yeah, exactly. They they're are they're fight on site. <laughs> yeah, they kind of. Um, but boys, yeah, I think I think that, I think that does lead the,
1: a little bit into the into the next sec- section.
0: Yeah, so we'll jump in the last five episodes. These again, holy shit! These five episodes.
1: I know, man. It's crazy. You're gonna have to holy hold me back, shit. Andrew. Hold me back, and just make sure we start talking about him in order, because I'm gonna pop off.
0: Okay. So we're starting on episode 46, which would be from Ida to Midoriya. Um, Back at the hospital room, Class 1A is debating on whether or not, they should attempt a rescue mission. Pretty much everyone is against it, but Kirishima lets them know that him and Todoroki plan on going with or without him that very night. UA does plan to organize a press conference um, to kind of air to uh, the public to kind of meet the criticism that they're getting. Meanwhile, the police continue their investigation and starts to organize a team of heroes to strike back against the villains, thanks to Yoko uh, Yalu Rosa, they know exactly where they is, and they've been doing research and found their other hideout as well. Um, Ida attempts everyone to just drop the plan and not do it, but ultimately decides to join them so that he can keep an eye on them and call the mission if actual Combat breaks out. yeah Rosa joins them as well because that is the only way that she'd be willing to give the tracker. Um, the group breaks their way to the Kamino Ward and change into disguises, which felt a little unnecessary, but I still love this little section here, um, to avoid standing out. Um, Shigaraki attempt to convince Bakugo to join the League of Villains, but he continues to revel his commitment to being a hero and attacks twice in Shigaraki once he kind of breaks free, as he realizes that he's not going to be killed because they're obviously trying to protect him. I'm mean, probably trying to convert him. Um, episode 47 All for One. Midoriya, Yarosa, Todoroki, Kirishima, and Ida continue their search and, and rescue to save Bakugo. They arrive at the hideout, which has a large number of Nomus outside. This is where Yarosa's tracker leads them back to. Um, and then the pro heroes jump in and, with their strike forces, capture the League of Villains and also storm the Nomu kind of uh, palace. And everyone seems like, okay, things are going well, everything is fine but all of a sudden an unexpected warp attack that wasn't from the warp villain that was already being captured attacks the heroes and takes Bakugou once again and bring the Nomus in and just kind of start causing mass chaos at both locations. Um, in episode 48, Symbol of Peace, all for one, the mastermind behind the League of Villains has snatched back his um, all the underlings under him and bring him to the um, Nomu kind of hideout. And is taking on uh, Best Genius and several other people that were there. And kind of breaking down the Nomu. Um, but they've also captured Bakugou. Um, and at that time, All Might flies to the rescue. But is worried about Bakugou's safety. And can't fight at full force against the um, against um, All for One. Who we now have learned after kind of the past full seasons. Is able to take as many quirks as he wants. And obviously he's a very strong match for All Might. Because he can just use whatever mix of quirks he wants. A Midoriya comes up with a plan that allows students to escape with Bakugo without fighting the villains. Um, that all kind of comes down to Kirishima. So um, going on to episode 49, All for One. Um, all Might and All for One class, uh fiercely in the battle is witnessed by the entire world. Um, oh, I'm very sorry. So um, in episode 48, they actually go through with their plan to save Bakugo, which is pretty much using an ice ramp and like a sled to blast over the um, fight and then have Kirishima yell down to Bakugo, who then has to blast his way up and grabs on and they fly way out of combat and ultimately allowing All Might to fight at full strength and all of the other League of Villains do uh go away. Um and then now in episode forty nine One for All, All Might and All for One clash furiously as a battle is witnessed by the entire world on TV. Um to shatter, All Might's resolves, All for One reveals that he killed All Might's mentor, and brainwashed her grandson, who we now learn as Shodoroki, um, to be the league of villains, headmasters, and this obviously takes a huge impact on All Might, um, who then takes a strong hit, and this kind of backfires and shows um, All Might's weakest form. Now, kind of throughout the farm, is throughout the fight, his form is slowly breaking, and it was shown that he is now Small Might, but ultimately, um, kind of doing this mental attack, and All Might kind of backfires, and we do see that um, All Might finally uses his strongest attack ever: the United States of Smash. Um, victory is won but is entirely spent all of all might's last power pretty much he is no longer the symbol of peace he now recognizes this with his final attack and he does kind of give a word of advice to the world gives up his hands up in the air that we see so often whenever he saves a day but then says you're next which obviously Deku takes straight to heart that he is obviously the next one and that the time of all might is now done and it's Deku's turn to take the mantle of the world symbol of peace Episode 50, the end of the beginning, the beginning of the end. As All Might is officially retired and All all for One is imprisoned in the max Security prison, Um, the police hold a closed conference about how they um, plan to uh, move on to the Shigaraki's League. Um, A depressed Midoriya receives a text from All Might to meet back at the beach where they trained um, for the entrance exams. Um, They have a long uh, conversation there. Um, That's kind of a heartfelt moment about uh, making that change and how he apologized and he gets kind of lectured a little bit for being there and saving Bakugo, but also saying how proud he is for doing it in a way that didn't hurt him or hurt anyone around him. And then after this, we kind of get the introduction to the next couple of arcs where Azawa and All Might visit all the parents, um, discuss a new dorm system that is going to be better to protect the students. Um, We get to see Bakugo's family and um, Azuku's mother who is really against it after all of the injuries that he's been put through and we kind of see that Deku just wants to be a hero no matter what and he's like fine I'll go to another school then all that but then All Might kind of drops down to his knees and say this is all my fault like I'm protecting him I'm going to do whatever it is in my power to keep him safe and to grow even if it means my life and then it means this very sweet moment where she says I'll allow him to go but you can't let him die because he means the world to you and he would pretty much tie along with you if you let yourself die. And pretty much they allow all of the um, students to then move into the dorms. Um, Anything else that I missed from All for One is Gleeful? There's a... we oh. <laughs> we get a little bit of a conversation there where All for One is kind of very confident that Shigaraki is now kind of free and not like in all my shadow that Deku is and that he's truly going to kind of elevate to the next level and become just as scary as Uh, one for all currently is
1: so i think we need to talk about don't stay 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 on track track. i think we need to talk about the most important part about these episodes um because it starts off with a news uh like a press conference and damn dude
0: pretty damn
1: daddy aizawa coming out strong (laughs) he's in his suit yeah dude he's cleaned up he looks good he looks real good yeah he does. Uh, yeah,
2: Izawa cleans up all right when he decides to, you know, get out of his sleeping bag.
0: But my whole favorite thing of the press conference is they're just attacking UA, attacking UA attacking UA. But then Aizawa kind of stands up and says, like, obviously I take all the blame for all this. But for any of you that think Bakugo could ever turn to a villain, clearly don't understand him. And kind of that yeah. speech... That speech about the reason that he is so aggressive and he tries so hard is that he wants to be the best hero. He doesn't want to be the strongest or anything. He obviously does, but he wants to do that because he wants to be number one, and he wants to be the best hero, and that's why they believe that he'll never turn. And just kind of that argument, I love that thing because obviously that kind of solidifies in all of us too, that like obviously like we knew that because he's – reasons behind being so aggressive always been clear he just wants to be the best but kind of the way he puts that that he can never turn a villain because he wants nothing more than to beat all might to be the strongest and why would he turn a villain if he wanted to accomplish that that's not what he's worked so hard for all this time and that's probably one of my like little my favorite like 30 second minute parts of the entire tv show just because of kind of how impactful that is
2: yeah i think like it, it, it. It's, it, it's it, it, like, for me, it really just kind of solidified that, it, like, like you know, I, I found myself as a viewer was trying to convince myself, like, oh, Bakugo's, like, I mean, this is just kind of, like, he's just, like, he's the Vegeta, right? Like, he's the Vegeta. Like, he wants, he's a good guy, but he, like, you know, he does it in the most aggressive yeah. manner. But, like, there was always that, like, part being, like, man, like, he could be the villain. Like, he could be the bad guy, because just because of his, like, his rivalry and stuff like that. And this kind of, like... Solidified it for me as a viewer, too. You know what I mean? Just being like, okay like the 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 faculty that kind of like molded this dude is fully aware of how he is but knows like what his what his conviction is towards you know so like aizawa fully believes in him being the best hero as well right so that like to me it was just like ah, dude like it was yeah, a lot and we
1: get some really good scenes with him um so two that like stand out is one where he is in the like the hideout bar with all of them and he's like uh, shigaraki's like no no like let him go wherever like he's gonna join us so like we're not gonna treat him like a prisoner and he gets let go and then he's just like you guys made a you guys made a big mistake let's and he's like ready to <laughs> throw down with all these incredibly powerful and very scary villains he's just instantly like ready to go um, and one thing I noticed about him actually this is a cool parallel. I don't know if it's intentional or not um, but you know how Deku always tries to model himself after all might and goes into a fight smiling He mm-hmm. does the same exact thing. Granted, he seems a little more like like <laughs> like a, like a mean spirited smile, but he is also always smiling, and I think that's because uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Um, but I feel like he has the same type of motivations that Deku has, but just another side of that coin. And I think this also fits into it, and it kind of shows that mirroring a little bit of like he he's he's doing the same things All Might's doing, like because uh, we have flashbacks to him as a kid watching all might and being down for all might and i think that is something that's reflected in him is he's smiling like granted like i said before he's he's scary about his smile but he's still smiling
2: (laughs) yeah no i think i think it is too i think it's a nice little parallel that like i mean like if you pick up on it you're like wait a second like this dude like this like he like this like i like it so much because this show makes you flesh out Bakugo. It makes you flesh out the character. It doesn't give it to you like it does with Midoriya. You don't get, you don't, you know, you don't get his head space. You don't get anything like that. And you're just sitting there taking away all this stuff. And you're like, holy crap. Like him, Like it's like you said, like they're the two sides of the same, like they're two different sides of the same coin, right? You get, and, and like, and that's another thing I love too, is that like, you 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 straight up find out like what Bakugo's like his his deal is as soon as they let him go because he's like no idiots like this I'm I'm a hero like this the you I'm not joining you guys like no it's not gonna happen and there's like there's not even like a shade of doubt like you have like as soon as you basically see him as soon as he does it you're like wait okay no there's like he wants to be a good guy that's there, there that's all there is so no, I really
0: agree and this 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 whole part really kind of gave me much a. Uh- better appreciation of Bakugo who up until this time this series the first time through I never was a huge fan of I'm never a fan of that overly aggressive overly assertive type of person in real life or in animes or anything kind of like that so kind of seeing that reasoning behind his resolve and why he is the way he is really made me respect him a lot more and honestly boosted my like appreciation about go so much higher towards the top of one of my favorite characters because he really does have a good Yeah, story this is
1: him. what I've been saying all along he's super sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes,
0: but you were giving him plus ultra rewards based off of no these like experiences that you've already experienced before, and not the first time going through the show. You didn't know this about him, but you're still giving him plus ultra. Wars, no, no, he started
1: show, showing signs of this all along. for For most of it, season one, yeah,
2: season one, we get, we got it, we got it after his conversation with uh, Midoriya. After they like, he lost the one v or he he won the one the two v two, but he didn't really win it. You know what I mean, right? You I already get to see. No, they, he, Bakugo won the two v two because of
1: because of Ida. No, no, no. He no. he lost that. So, what are you so the about? one that he won, he won the oh, tournament yeah, yeah. overall, but it felt like he lost to him at least.
2: Oh, I was referring, I was referring to like the hero fights. No, between, no, yeah, like, no. U- yeah, Uraka Yeah, they won that one. Won that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I know. I know they still. Gave, I know they still gave it to Ida. Like that was the big thing. It was yeah, that they gave it yeah, to Ida because he stayed. Won in, the, yeah. Cause like, he stayed in character. Right. But.
0: But the team still won.
2: Yeah. 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 But yeah. know, Like I mean. Like this is just it. You kind of get to see this progression of Bakugo. Like every season. Like you get this. Like this. Either like it's either the subtle big jump or this actual big jump. Like we got like an actual big jump when he they, they basically squared off against All Might, right? Like you actually get to see it unfold, and then this is like you're getting handed it to you with other characters, and and you just get it solidified with actual Bakugo
1: being Bakugo, right? So and so I, I guess good. before we jump into. Um, episode eleven of the season, which I think is the the, the like the, it's it's one of my favorite episodes, I think, in almost all anime, because it's really good. Before we jump into like the meat and potatoes of that, I want to talk about a little bit about, about some fashion. I wanna talk oh about God. I wanna talk about some absolute drip. So there's <laughs> there's two that stuck out to me that are really cool. One is a little bit more tame, it's a little more subtle, it's something that anyone can pull off if you have the right looks. And that's Bakugo's outfit, actually um during during the last fight, he, it's all black. He has just like a nice black t-shirt on some black pants. but oh, with that blonde hair looks real good. real solid fit. And number two, you know number go two ahead. Ida I already know this one. Ida's disguise it's be, outfit. Yeah. he's got the fade on the side. Oh, he looks <laughs> sick. He has like the little mustache and stuff. it's it's a it's a good outfit.
2: Dude, I got to give I got to give an honorable mention to my boy Sh- Shoji like during the during the like the training exercise outside. Like, dude's rocking camo pants. Camo pants and a beater. This man this man is sick. <laughs> like <laughs> he this is this is a guy who's not going to blend in at all, but still says, "You know what? I'm rocking camo." Pants. camo yeah. I'm rocking ca- I'm rocking camo pants in the well, Timbs, dude. You don't
0: camo pants to blend in.
2: <laughs> you do, you dude, do, you want to be camouflaged, dude. And there's no way if you're Shoji, you're not you're not camouflaging anything. He said Wait, he hid the. You bo- never,
0: like, you've never seen people wear camo pants just for like. Dude, fashion? it's
2: no, I know, but that's like the meme, dude. Is that like? Sh- you sh- can't see him, but I. I not yeah, yeah no, no, but Shoji's not blending in at all because he has like six arms. <laughs> all right,
1: It is, a <laughs> bold fit. I will, I will give him that. He did fit. it. He went and did it. I think he pulled it off. I think he oh, was no, great. He I love, I love, he wear a lot of things and pull it off.
2: That's true, man. He's um, sick, but yeah, no, the outfits were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but, that, ridiculous. but, yeah, but that's enough
1: of of the fit. I, I want to give something a little bit light before we went into this episode. This,
2: yeah, I, I want to talk. I want to talk a little
0: bit uh, before I jump into that even, and again, continuing something I talked about last season with the stain thing is Ida's development and uh, kind of who he is now, and that we see that. Like, I don't want you guys to make the same mistake that I did, that you're going after there for kind of like a revenge and to rescue. Obviously, they're a little different things, but he's coming to like to make sure that they don't get into a fight where they'd be seriously injured. While well, we just saw like two months ago in, in Showtime that he was willing to try to kill um Stain for kind of revenge and just, again, showing that the ripples of stain really did affect several people and that's why a lot of class 1a is even afraid too of letting people go out because obviously they see how powerful villains are and running into the training camp as well so i just want to give a shout out to Ida for knowing that he has to go along because they're going on with or without him and that he can't snitch on him but also going to pretty much make can't sure snitch. that he's going to protect on him he's that he cares about him too much to snitch but he is smart enough to know that if he doesn't go along something could happen
2: yeah, Ida becomes the dad of the group. Ida is the dad. Ida like Ida has his moment and he grows up real fast. And now he's the dad of the group, Which right? I like, I think that yeah, no, it's easy. a good. It's I think it's a I think it's very on brand for Ida because instead of being like overbearing and over like you know and over like protective and stuff like that, he's like, no, I gotta like I'm going, but I'm gonna make because sure. you
0: can Tell it's such a hard choice for him. in The show, yeah, I mean, oh, he absolutely. Almost looks like right? He's about to break down crying, and he slapped Midoriya in the like when he was about to leave just because of how upset he was and seeing kind of the same emotions that he was feeling months ago staying and see them trying to do the same thing after they all almost died, it gets him upset. And I love that character development. That, And again, this is where another character that really jumps up how much I love them after seeing this development and seeing Ida knows what he has to do and how hard it is to kind of go against his morals, but it's what's going to protect everyone, which is a true sign of a hero, which we saw Ida wasn't months ago.
2: hmm this this whole thing, this whole thing, where Ida shows some growth, also solidified where I, I dis, I be, I immediately disliked a character. Usually takes like a like a little while for this to happen for me, but like this, like this scene, like just did it for me, and it was Froppy, because Froppy basically like like ra- basically rats them out, rats them out, doesn't want them to go, doesn't want you know, in like in like basically shits all over them for going to try and rescue the boy, and I'm like, dude, that, like for somebody. No, I mean- for it's some, a good point, though. I mean, it is. It, it I don't know. It is and it isn't because I think guys like Kirishima go in there, they're only concerned about like saving Bakugo. They don't. They're not really thinking about it. But then you have Midoriya, who is going to think about it. You have Ida, who's definitely going to think about it and then care about the well being. But, yeah, but
0: that was before Ida was going to go. That she was making that statement that, well, if you're breaking the law, are you any different than villains? And that's what we kind of learned at the end of season two, the whole stain thing. Like,
2: I still, yes, I, if you're I doing I still, it. No, dude, it's not going to convince me. It's not going to convince me. I think Froppy just she just
1: goes to the bottom of the shit list, man. Well, here, she's here, down there. here's here's what I will say. She did. She
0: doesn't want. She didn't, on, uh, the, she
1: didn't snitch on to the to the teachers or anything. So, like, you know, she, is she really a snitch, or is she just looking out for people? Yeah, she's,
0: yeah,
2: looking,
1: but she's out looking out for her friends. Yeah, but Eda's doing the good looking out. Eda's looking out and going. Yeah, but she was a vessel to bring Eda. Into this whole mess too. That's true. I mean, yeah, she she's a plot device, dude. That's all. That's all Robbie. It's she's a plot device.
2: <laughs> uh, but no, okay. So like, so with all for one, like I think like the episode recap doesn't really like doesn't do it adjusted to go, what go we see. Go watch the episode. Yeah,
1: Just watch it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because because you get all like you get pretty much every top every top hero. You get so many of them. You get edge Shot, who's sick. It shots a ninja who can turn like paper thin. This guy's Very amazing. Cool. Uh, yeah. you get And you get like a gang orca comes gang back. Gang orca. Like, I <laughs> love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gang orca is literally. He doesn't come back. <laughs> this is the first time. Yeah, yeah, oh, we'll, this is we'll the see first time. time. Him later, we see, but
1: we get the thing of like, who the hell is this killer whale man?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kill whale man who's who's also dripping cuz he's in a suit, right? Like so, yeah, we get Gang Orca, which I think is just like a sick name too, you know what I mean? Like there's like aesthetically there's a lot of cool things about about him. So, um so yeah, there's like again, we don't really the recap's not going to do it justice. Us talking about it isn't going to do it justice. Like, I mean, it's it's a lot. There's a lot that happens in these 5 episodes. Well, I
0: mean, not even that. I think just the two episodes I think the final 3 episodes of the season is like the best mini arc in any anime to ever exists. I,
1: I would say like you don't even have to include that last one either like even if you were just like like just just Next the two, two like even because last one's just them like going around to dorms
0: i guess two yeah There's just those two, two, two episodes,
1: episodes a best yeah. best arc i totally agree with you andrew
0: like yeah. In the two episodes, if you just watch those two, you understand what the show stands for. You understand everything about these characters. You are going to be emotionally invested by just watching these two episodes and the twists and turns on the mental side, and just the fighting going back and forth and seeing the power of these two, and then really having no idea who's going to win it in the end. It is just you don't know what to expect from. So sorry. Yeah.
1: Go, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, James.
2: Okay, so I was just going to do a quick shout out to our boy Best Genius cuz he he gets his ass kicked cuz he cuz he fights he fights one for, uh one all for one, which sucks cuz like Best Genius is like at this point number 3. I think he's the yeah. number 3 hero. In the standings, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and he actually goes and he goes against them, and he and he loses. But I mean, like he, but he like, saves
0: everyone. He saves at the everyone very exactly. last second.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like like his whole thing it was just like I know I'm getting I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get dicked, but you guys are getting out of here, right? So shout out to best genist trying to fix Bakugo didn't work. So, but.
1: I just want to talk about all for one and like how he shows up. Um, and obviously, it's like I, I would say it is a shocker when he shows up. I don't think any of us were ever expecting. I wasn't ready yeah. for it. Yeah. I thought he was just going to be like Especially a since like This he's is always... in the middle of the season too. Like we still have half of mm-hmm. a season left. So this is. Be the last time we
0: saw him, he was plugging yeah. machines and all that. And he's still like, oh, I still need time. Like he did not look like he was in any shape to fight. So it was an, he definitely, he definitely
1: seems like an end villain that we wouldn't see until like the end of the, the show or something like that. But like he shows up and he literally has intimidating presence. He shows up and mm. his presence is just like this, this ball of strength and evil. That everyone is behind that, that uh, like like all the students are behind that rock, not able to move out of fear. And that's like scary because it's like, oh my, like, what is this man? And I think it's a really good fight for a ton of different reasons. Um, obviously, from like a, a choreography perspective, it's really cool. There's a lot of twists, there's a lot of turns, there's a lot of like using their like like uh like All Might uses his brain to come out on top in the end. Um, but it's also really good in terms of the world. I think for I mean, I mean, we were just talking about this, and I'm gonna keep bringing it up just because I was watching a lot on it. But like the scaling of it, of where they're like, we have this guy that is the strongest villain, and we have this this uh, this hero who's the strongest hero. What do we do about this? Pro-? It's a big problem that you have these two that are like in- in- infinitely strong, and they're like, let's negate them. We're gonna push them together, have this amazing episode that like. It, it it like ties into every part of the show it's perfect in every way and we just get yeah. rid of the problem of having all might come out and save everyone every single time and we get rid of the problem of this like looming presence who has basically a busted Could skill yeah, yeah. A busted a quirk. i think it's really well yeah
2: done. and another thing is i find cool about all for one or one for, yeah all for one is that The way he kinda like manifests quirk and stuff like that, like he doesn't say them by name, he doesn't say them like that. He like like and I think it's counts them off. Exactly. Which I think it speaks to a character is that he doesn't see these quirks that he's just acquired as like people's quirks. He just sees them as things that like are for him. You know what I mean? And they're things that amplifies him. He doesn't identify with them as the people he's taken them from or anything like that. Which I think it really speaks to again how like evil the character is, right? So um, and yeah, like I think I really like the the whole like All Might like flame analogy with him and like the campfire just being like just trying to keep it alive. And then it just like then it explodes and then he explodes and then it just like and uh, yeah, dude, it's like that episode's a trip. <laughs> the episode I mean, is a like, lot.
1: OK, like I, I, I think when anyone talks about this show and they talk about best moments, I think United States of Smash is like the top. United like
2: yeah, United States of smash
1: is like that's like like whenever you talk to someone for the first time about this show, you're always just like, "Yo, United States of smash was sick as hell, wasn't it?"
2: (laughs) It's yeah, man. There's like, God, it's you can't top it. Like there's like I like I watch a lot of anime. I watch a lot of like popular anime, and this you can't. Not a lot of shows have like taken this moment from me, man. Like. It's it's easily top three. I think top three in like all the anime I've watched. Like this whole, the whole like and like even just like even like all all for one playing like head games with all Might two, like just like well, man,
0: not even, well not, not even like we're not talking heads game. We are getting major major announcements in like
2: in like what like a like a twenty two episode twenty two minute like episode man like yeah, we're getting was, crazy all stuff in one
0: episode where he teases about I mean, obviously we see um. Gran Torino come in here And he kind of teases around with him And how weak he is And that's when it kind of comes up About his old master And how killing her was so easy And all that kind of stuff And then what I think is The biggest reveal Is the Sugar Rocky reveal mm, That yeah. he failed at Being the symbol of peace Failed to protect the kid That obviously for the master That he cared so much about And was so devastated when he lost To hear that that kid Of someone he loved so much is now his one of his greatest villains and trying to kill him. like It wants,
2: wants to kill his prodigy, too. That's the yeah. other thing, right? Like, like to
0: have that put onto you in the middle of a fight and to continue on with that not only shows his resolve, but just how much of a hero he really is. Because, I mean, that, that, that's a big enough reveal to just crush anyone instantly, to <laughs> drop them to their knees and just be done with everything.
2: Yeah, dude, we got small might out of that. Like, we got we got we got mid fight small might, right? Like, and then and not only that, to come back and pull off like United States of Smash, like after being told all this like heartbreaking information, right? For, which is, for,
0: yeah, which is kind of what fueled him is that they're talking about yeah. your sparks almost gone, and then he teases them with all this. And then just this coolest move is where he can only power up one body part at a time. So he punches with his right. He's obviously going to lose. So he lets the power drop and goes to the left and does the smash. So yeah. good. Like that it is just so clean, so clever. And it is just you were screaming at your TV. Holy shit. Yes, yes, go. And it is just you feel the emotions every time i've watched the series three times now and i feel that same way every time that arm switches and you just know it's over
1: that that scene is perfect because it's like that that, that's like one of the few moments of anime of where like i'm literally standing up like screaming because it's so hype and this episode Mm -hmm. captures emotion perfectly because it's like 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 you you feel very scared for all the characters and then the twists start coming and you're like shocked at all the twists because they're they're huge, he's dropping huge bombs, and then you're getting hype over the fight. And then the end scene, like that little end scene afterwards of where he like raises his arm and he buffs up a little bit, and he's like, um, and he's on the big screen, and then like, you know, and a little bit, and then he, and yeah, and everyone's crying, crying and, for and then he turns the around world. and he's pointing, like, that is like, that like brings, that scene brings me to tears, because it's like, it's so much, and it's, I, this, it, it's so weird, because this is the best episode and it comes out of nowhere and it's in the middle of the season and it's so good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, another big thing with that too is that like the only person there's only there's only two people in the entire like in the entire world who interpret that message. And it's Bakugo who interprets it because he knows, he knows it's like, he knows it's Izuku. Like he knows that something's up and because he looks, cause he looks at, he looks at Izuku. I think it's, it's either him or Todoroki. One of the two of them. It's, noticed it's Bakugo. That it's Bakugo. It is Bakugo. Yeah. Okay. That Izuku is just so screwed up from this. Because
0: we get that reveal like two episodes after this, the ones we'll be talking about. So like one of the first episodes next season, we get that reveal that he figured it out.
2: Well, the next, the next half, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, right. That like, yeah. So I mean, like, it's it's nice because again, like, it shows that one like Bakugo is not an idiot, and you know, and it shows how like. How heartbreaking the message actually is, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not like it's not a good thing, you know what I mean? So,
0: because I think everyone else thinks it's like you're next to the villains, but those two realize that it might be something more than that. While everyone else is just so happy because he point, he just beat a villain. He pointed to the camera, saying he beat the villain, right? Like he beat the yeah, right? So, so everyone else uh, interprets it one way when really only two, maybe a couple more that we just don't know at this point pick it as a different one. And it
1: yeah.
2: So should we should, should we I was gonna oh, say it also ahead, sets
1: it like it leaves us this like scary threat now because they lock him away at the end. He doesn't just like die and uh, evaporate. They lock him into like the same uh, uh device that they locked the Nomu in, which I think it's like I don't know like a quark nullifier or something like that I would assume. Yeah, something um, like they that. Lock him know, in right. And then that's like okay. He's being put away. This is like a thing of like I I guess it craters going all right, we might use him a little bit, you know. Like we'll we'll throw him here, like <laughs> yeah. just in case.
2: We put we chucked him in Arkham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, chucked you know, him you know, in we might go back
1: to that, right? Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. because we need to understand that we, as of right now, One for All can't pass down his actual One for All quirk, can he? Because he doesn't have. He can put quirks onto other people, but is he able to actually transfer right, right, his? Right now, we for have n- no
1: information. We have no idea. We don't know anything about. We just know we can take quirk. Yeah, right now in this season, we don't know anything about that.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know if in the manga if we do at this point. I'm I'm just asking you guys. Like, do you? I mean, do you think that's what he's going to be used for? That eventually breaks out and they just hands down that quirk because obviously there's going to be a huge power scaling issue if Sigaraki only keeps one power while All Might. I while Deku has the so there's
2: there there's so we don't really know Dick about what he can do and what he can't do, um as far as like his actual quirk. We know he can absorb quirks and we know we can kind of give away quirks, but we don't know anything about his actual quirk. And the other thing is too, and I this is not touched in the show, and apparently it was a pretty crucial scene in the manga. Is there's actually like a brief like conversation? I, I like it's either conversation or look between all for uh, one for all and Stain when they're in the prison because they're both there right and it's basically when one for all's going into the prison and him and Stain kind of like eye each other up In i I, unfortunately i can't remember the quote but this was taken this wasn't in the which isn't in the anime but it is in the manga and i think it's uh, a kind of big thing that it both acknowledges that they're both there right so it's pretty it's pretty nutty. Yeah, I, I think I,
1: I think they, they're gonna they're not gonna like inherently make like Shigaraki like, you know, super muscular or strong or anything. I, I think it's gonna go back to what we were talking about of the scale of power is just gonna be more mental. It's gonna be more recruiting other villains um who can do those kinds of things. Cause I don't think Shigaraki, he's not like a fighter inherently. He is a really strong quirk, but it's not inherently to fight against everyone all the time. I think he's being re- It's more for, like, manipulation manipulation, and stuff. And, like, I think think that's what we're going to see him as. He's going to be, like, the head villain through manipulation, through kind of using pieces of his, like, villain crew, League of Villains, to go after him rather than, you know, run up on him and try to square up.
2: Yeah, he's still using, like, I mean, he's still even in this season using, like, the the analogy that like this is a game yeah. to him right like i mean he he like referred to the like he initially referred to them as like an rpg right where they basically got a bunch of gear and try to fight the main boss right but in reality this is like i need to throw stuff at this guy of this at this th- this problem until it kind of goes away right so um yeah he still very much sees this as like he's controlling he's controlling this like you know the the, the scene and he needs to kind of make it happen right so yeah we're like an hour and a half deep so i don't think I think we should kind of like move into the last episode because there's a nice there's a fun like couple like honorable mentions coming out of this.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So, so you can go with wherever you want on that. I mean, obviously this is again was the dorm episode. Obviously everyone recovering and so this is the all might conversation and the conversations with the parents moving into the dorms is what this episode
1: captures. Yeah, and I I think the most important yeah. thing from this is Bakugo's mom obviously, right? Yeah. obviously it's Baku Baku mom. mom dude Baku
2: mom dude Baku mom is like the biggest takeaway out of this whole and thing. i also <laughs> love his dad
1: too how he's just like this timid <laughs> timid man yeah Pretty
2: much deku in a dad form <laughs> yeah exactly right so yeah they're, they're great we actually get to see jiro's parents too which i think it was like a kind of a weird thing to like kind of pick out um and they're both super chill wait
1: are, are her parents um, were like is it, her dad was like uh kind of like her dad's a musician, Uh-huh. like.
0: Yeah, they acted they acted all tough right away and then Jiro comes in like you're crying at the TV cheering for all my just <laughs> yeah. yesterday. And he revealed that he was just trying to give like the hard yeah. look when really they both I don't think it actually gets they into they their
2: quirks is, though. I don't think it actually like
0: I think they're both sound quirks. One of I think the mother had the, the same ears. Yeah. So I think mm, they yeah. they both had music or sound based quirks. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And then obviously we had the whole scene with Zero's yeah yeah mom, oh all yeah might dude and, Deku, and holy crap is this a good scene
2: yeah man like this li- you're getting like emotionally berated these couple episodes right because this like even this is heartbreaking right because like it's the first time you actually see like all might like actually show like so much respect to somebody and like i mean like you can tell like, he's like it's not like he's like a disrespectful dude but like this is the first time he's like literally like begging somebody right yeah. so like and i think it means a lot too because you know, I remember watching this episode being like, I'm kind of like, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster because initially you're like, you're pissed at like Izuka's mom because she's just being like overprotective. And then you find out like it's not, she's not just overprotective. Like she has like layers reasons. to this. And, yeah, exactly. Like there's legitimate reasons and stuff like that. So, and it's, it's nice to see All Might just kind of realize that and realize like, you know, like how grave this is to her. So he needs to like, he really needs to just man up. Right. So.
0: It's just, yeah. And the point where he gets on, on his hand and knees and begs to allow and that he'll protect Deku no matter what, I think is just, again, character development. I love this character development of All Might. And I think this is definitely the point where All Might's like, okay, like, I, I really need to take this seriously, this training seriously. I really need to kind of turn it into that teacher mode because he's no longer the symbol of peace. We know that by now that he, his time is that it's done, and that now he really needs to focus on grooming his. Um, protégé, like that. If he doesn't do that, that the world will be in trouble.
2: Yeah, exactly, right. And I think it kind of, it kind of wins her over. You can tell she's not like totally convinced, but like, no, but
0: enough. I mean, when all yeah. might, the all might, that the all might, yeah. Her mom, I mean Deku's mom, was freaking out about when he came in. Like when they get down on your hands and knees, the most powerful hero in the world begs. For you to allow his son, that he will protect him at all costs. I don't know how anyone could say no to that. That that would be like Superman coming to you guys and begging. Like you can't say no to that.
2: And then we get, and then we get plot device. Coda comes back too. Because <laughs> he, well, yeah. he sends a letter. Coda sends a letter, right? So like, I guess Thank he him. he comes he comes back, yeah. So he has a he he has a bit of more. So of a I did
1: I did really exactly. like the small world building they did of like talking about like oh there's other hero courses out there. Like that was like kind of cool. Yeah. Um It was yeah. like, yeah,
0: yeah. I think we had that a little bit before, though, when they mentioned UA is the well, it, hero cars, the it, number it one. Also it also wasn't. I mean, opponents. yeah,
1: I it's something that you can extrapolate, but this was like also very blatant. I, I, I think because like it. it, it's in your yeah, face, yeah, right? Like it's like, yo, that you can go it, elsewhere. Like also, right? like brings it to the front of your mind because before it's like you're just trying to learn about the world, like learn about the major points in the world. This is kind of like, all right, here's this small little detail we gave you. Just like remember it. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. And then we get to see all the dorms, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat. We're going to get to see, like, yeah. E- no, we didn't no, get no, no, we'll see the dorms. So, this next episode it was just yeah. a setup. We're not going to do that because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be,
1: oh, that's a long discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> so we have on. a long talk about that. Yeah. That'll,
0: that'll be how we start next week's episode.
1: But, yeah, I think, oh, my but God, boys, this is a trip. That
0: wraps up a really big 12 episodes. Plus,
1: ultra, plus, ultra, plus, ultra.
0: Yeah. And that's what we'll move into. And for me, this is the easiest three I have ever ever pick.
2: Okay. Go.
0: All Might because holy shit. Okay. Bakugo
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Deku. I, you guys are hesitant on the Deku. The first two are obvious but not only does he literally go beyond and use more power than he possibly can. The definition of plus ultra against muscular. He then still continued to run around and try to save everyone and continue to fight despite Passing out for two days afterwards because he was so injured, and then again finds a way to save Bakugo and comes up with a plan that will actually work with Bakugo, who doesn't listen to anyone, saves him and gets out without hurting himself or anyone else around him, a- allowing All Might to fight and win. I mean, without Deku there, a lot more damage. Koda dies, <laughs> a lot Koda, more people are going to be hurt at man? the camp. <laughs> And All Might isn't able to win that fight, so you cannot not give it a Deku in these episodes.
1: Go down. Um, so I 100% agree on All Might Bakugo. I think those two easy, easy, easy lock-ins right there. What
0: bullshit are you? Um, gonna give so me?
1: the one thing that makes me hesitate about uh, Deku though <laughs> is that it's I I don't like the I don't want to give him the award inherently because it's him making the same mistake he's he's always making. He he's like oh i did one million percent it's like cool but like you're still attacking and blowing your arms up like always like it's still the same old story with deku oh, that's his
0: only, he, it's
1: that no 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 died. i know that but like it's not something that stands out as like this is something crazy that the character did that's really awesome and really interesting it's like deku doing deku things that's the way i see it at least and it's like
0: i guess i'll give you that
1: it's it's it's, it's
2: kind of hard to give it to, like to deku every time because like the show is about I get. It. I should Yaku. stop trying
0: to. But I mean, if you watched Harry Potter, you'd still give it to Harry Potter ninety percent of the time because he does the best and coolest shit.
2: Ron every time, dude. <laughs> Fuck Ron. <laughs> so who's your, who's your third, Dylan? Who's your third? Um,
1: I mean, this is really hard uh, because like I don't know if any of the other ones super suck out to me. I mean, Tetsu Tetsu is is I, I kind of want to give it to him because that was a really cool moment and really sick how he just like kept going. That is plus ultra. Like he kept going as that steel steel resolve um and then also Udaraka. I also kind of want to give it to her too because like she shows the cool training she shows she's kind of badass and can fight now like that's sick like to me Deku blowing his arms up is boring because that's that same old Deku that's the stuff he always does okay. I'm gonna give it no I'm saying but it. I'm saying it. I'm giving it to Udaraka because it's sick because she grew as a character and now she could fight and she's sick and she takes down uh she takes down people I love it it's sick Okay. If
0: she was actually smart, she would have floated. To- uh, she would have floated the villain there so that she couldn't hurt anyone else. So was she really that plus ultra? Yes, fight? she's
2: terrified, dude. This is, a, this yeah. is a, like a straight up villain, right? We get we had instinct kick in. So, so I'm not giving it to All Might. I'm not giving it to Deku because just oh, okay. because, well, the, oh, that's, that's, because that's a hot take. Okay. This is a hot yeah. take. Hold on, this is a hot take. So because these are two characters who are doing what the show is meant for them to do it, it, go this, beyond which is the definition exactly of the exactly but like I mean like literally dude we could do this every week we could do this every week even when we get into season 4 and it would be those two every time it would be but one of haven't. the two but we do but that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen it is so hard to summarize these seasons and these these arcs into being like okay well of course Deku and all might get it it's ridiculous uh, to me I think it's I think it's a cop out I think it's an oversell I got to give it to Bakugo because as I mentioned to Dylan earlier, is that you need to figure out about Bakugo's character depth. You need to extrapolate all this with all might. It's very given to you with Deku. It's very given to you, but with Bakugo, you need to basically figure out what this dude's about. And we had this huge conflict of like, whether or not Bakugo was actually going to be a villain or not. And then you have every other character finally like lining it up for you. And then you have it solidified by Bakugo actually doing what he does. Yes. Yes. The United States Smash is legendary. It's amazing. It's iconic. It, it really I think it's is. so iconic. I, 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 I think it's, it's iconic. It's bro. probably it's probably iconic at this point. Absolutely, but I can't do it, man. I love All Might to death. All Might's my favorite. Like it, I just can't. I can't right, do are you it. Who giving man? it
1: to then? Who gets it over him?
2: So so, I am giving it to Tatsu Tetsu. I, I, I accept
1: that. That was sick. That was sick.
2: Tatsu Tetsu was Tatsu Tatsu was one of mine. Very Tetsu good. One very of mine. good. And and my other one. Andrew already knows who this is. No, it's not gonna be Azal. Daddy out, like he gets, he gets burnt. It's Shoji, boys. It's Shoji. Shoji, we get some depth. We get some stees. We get all the good stuff. I think I, 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 I'm happy with my boy Shoji, man. Hey, I'm so happy with I, it.
1: Even I, so I don't inherently agree with Shoji. I, I wish it would have been All Might because the United States is Smash. But I will give it. I will say I agree with you on the Deku thing, and I agree that a lot of times that All Might, like, seems like he would just get this out of just whatever. Um, uh, but the Tetsu you Tetsu one, I think the Tetsu Tetsu one was definitely solid because I think I had the same exact reasons as you.
2: It's yeah, it's because I mean, he's like, I mean, again, we don't, these guys don't get a lot of screen time, so you don't actually get to see a lot of why time know, with their better. That's, right? why,
0: that's why this plus ultra award will work so much better when we're doing it, episode yeah, by episode. E- like episodic. Because absolutely, Shoji de- deserves an episode, T- um, Tetsu Tetsu deserves an episode, but yeah, you also it's hard because are doing 13 episodes. I, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I think people would be getting these awards. But if looking at half season arcs, like. I i know, I know, I know it's really it. difficult. I'm looking at it over 13 episodes. You're looking at it. Well, I'm still
1: episodes. looking at that like that as well. And it's like in in DBZ, Goku's going to go Super Saiyan. Obviously, he's like one of the most. He's the strongest person. He's going to go Super Saiyan. We all know he's going to go Super Saiyan. But Krillin coming out of the corner, man, like Krillin yeah with the, with the yeah, destructive with the destructor- destructor- like, des- doing some damage yeah. that's sick that's going beyond going beyond is not powering up in in your own show and being sick it's a it's about it's about going beyond the expectations of what people think is going to be happening and like showing real development if deku has some like sick development and he was doing crazy cool stuff rather than the same old same old i would totally be on board
2: yeah yeah, I, and I think that's my biggest thing too. Is like, yeah, it is. It is difficult to like really be like thirteen episodes. This person deserves it, you know, for the like their one like shining moment. But I really think like that's like I mean that's all Shoji and Tetsu Tetsu are gonna get, right? So I think they des they deserve it, right? Where we again we have th- like a ton of like we have like five episodes about all my dealing with some crap, man. Like I mean, it's 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 again like. It's it's on it's on brand for the show. So I mean, like the other characters, like and you got to think too. Like Tetsu Tetsu does not have a quirk that's going to make him the top hero. Shoji does not have the quirk that's going to make him the top hero. They, that's why they deserve it because they're doing shit that is like you know they're breaking bonds that they sh- like you know they're they're kind of stuck in. You know what I mean? So that's why that's why boys get it and Bakugo gets it.
1: Bakugo deserves it, I think for sure. That at least we can decide on one. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. There we go. This hurts
0: to me. We should have at least agreed on two. That, this hurts me. This physically hurts <laughs> me that we couldn't agree on All Might in the best two episodes ever. But, um...
2: I was... You that. know, just before we go on really quick, just before we go on, it was a toss-up between Shoji and Best Genist.
1: Best Genist.
2: Best Genist.
0: Best Genist, I would have been happier with. You would have been okay with Best Genist? Situations. Okay, that's, that's fair. They saved, like, eight pro heroes. Yeah, exactly, well, they, right? They both saved, like, one person. But... Nonetheless, I'm not going to argue against your points because that's not what to hear. You're going to pick whoever you want, as stupid as they are. Whatever, man. But is there anything else we want to wrap up this episode? This is our longest by far, but I think this is the most packed episodes by far, so it's hard not to talk on forever about this. But is there anything you want to say before we wrap up?
2: This is it, boys. It gets,
0: it gets better from here. Even yeah. with these two episodes going on, I think this second half of
1: the season is I, I don't know. I do think that, like, that last, it I think in terms down, of arcs, so uh, all, out of all the stuff I've seen, I think the the one that we just did, the last two episodes, is the best arc in my opinion. I I, I don't know, it's just so good and it feels so hype and so good. I, I don't think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the show, um, overall does get better. I think it's always getting better. That's right. But I mean. man,
0: I don't think there's a better. There's
1: no better arc. It is hard to it is hard to top. Not that. yet. Not but there is a lot yeah. of great but moments coming mean, up. The
0: show keeps up at this pace. Like there's not a drop. There's not a sudden lull. There's like an episode or two and then you jump right back into a super awesome arc. So like, it, it, by the sense I mean that it gets better is that it doesn't just have this amazing mid-season fight and then does a whole setup second half of the season. It
2: continues.
1: There's to no be great, filler. There's no the filler for this. So it's all good. just
2: There's a little well,
1: bit I mean not re- no, it's not filler.
2: It's it's world it's world-building filler. Like, it's world-building
1: filler. It's not like yeah. it's not shown in we'll filler, but like it's like yeah, exactly. there's like constant arcs really stuff happens, like it's good.
0: With that, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. I mean, this was a fantastic one This covered the first 12 episodes of Season 3. So we still have 13 episodes to cover next week, which will be our final and we'll be caught up to date on all of the anime episodes going into Season 4. And like I said, we will just have the movie left and then I'm kind of looking forward to Season 4. We are right around the corner from Season 4 starting, boys. This is so hype. Very hype. But make...
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah so guys with with this podcast make sure you tell your friends tell your friends about the class 1a podcast tell them about us us ranting for an hour and 45 minutes about how great 12 episodes are let them know in check a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to spotify itunes Podbean, Podcasts, podcast whatever
1: and make sure you check out pop.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all the updates that we have on this podcast and all the other hype content we do. Go check it out. Uh, see all the retweets that they're going to be doing of me posting all those drip posts.
0: Oh, no. But oh, yes. with that, class is now dismissed. We will see you all back here next Saturday for the Class 1A podcast presented by Popped Off. Have a great day.